Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It is well with my soul. Yes, it is, God. It is well with my soul. We worship you today, Lord. Mm. Because there is no place that I'd rather be than in the presence of Jesus. Ava asked me the other day, we were going down the road, and she said, Babby, I said, yeah. She said, you got that song, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty? <laughs> I said, I like, your, I like your style, baby girl. But in that song, it says, I want to live in the presence of Jesus. I want to I go up into those high places. Whoo! Where the glory dwells. Where the glory dwells. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you made that possible for me. Thank you, Jesus. He made that possible for me. We've been talking about covenant. And you know, I don't, we, we got to have an understanding. God said, in all you're getting, get an understanding. We got to have understanding of covenant, what a covenant is, because, because we serve a covenant God. He's a, he's a God of covenant. He's the one that established covenant. Covenant, the Hebrew word for covenant is berit, and it means to cut and bind. That's what it means. The first covenant was when God reached in and he cut Adam right there. He cut him and he pulled that rib out and he made his helpmate. That's the first covenant. It's a marriage covenant. A marriage covenant. We become one. We become one. Husband and wife, we become one. One flesh. One mind. One spirit. Come on, y'all. That's the way God established it. That's the way God established it. And in the word, it says, and, and, and being a Christian is likened unto marriage. <laughs> Come on. What did he do on that cross? Cut him. Right there on them ribs, y'all. Right there. Right there. They pierced our Savior. What came out? Blood and water. And the bride <laughs> was birthed right then. The bride of Christ. And I agree with you. Wake up. Wake up. How does a bride react? How does a bride respond? <sighs> Be glad when I get done with this. Is that how a bride responds? Mm-mm. A bride says, the phone rings, it's him, it's him, it's him, I know it's him, it's him. Hi, honey. 
I've missed you so much. I know I saw you 25 minutes ago. That's what a bride does. A bride is in love. She is passionate for her bridegroom. <laughs> Crying. Come, Lord, come get me. Come, Lord. Come get me, Lord. I want to be where you are. I want to see your face. I want to dwell in your presence. I don't want this anymore, God. Come on, God, bring revival so we can get this thing done. Bring revival. We got to get this thing done because I got to go see my bridegroom. I don't want to wait no more. So wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Let him, that song she was singing this morning, that new one, it says, it says in that, I'll lay down my old flame so I can carry your new fire. Hey, my little flame over here, kind of flickering, pitifully flickering. I lay that down, God, so that I can carry your fire, your blazing fire, that every time I get around somebody, they go, and they get caught on fire. Y'all, that's how it's supposed to be. That's how we are supposed to be. If we are the bride of Christ, come on. He's coming back for one that ain't got no wrinkles, ain't got no spots, ain't got no blemishes, dressed in white. Come on. The Revelation says that the wife makes herself ready. So I can't lay up here and go, God, fix me. <laughs> He's going to show me what's wrong, but I got to do something about it. I got to do something about that. I make myself ready. I get in his presence, and from glory to glory to glory, I'm changed in his presence. Hallelujah. I become like, like, like Julie said, I become a little bit more like him. Every time I come into his glory, not mine. Not my feelings and my emotions, but his glory. When I can lay everything else aside, and I'm talking about H-E double hockey sticks coming at you, hitting you every way that it can possibly hit you because the adversary don't play fair. He don't play fair. And just because we are in a covenant with God don't mean stuff ain't going to happen. That don't mean stuff won't happen, but it means <laughs> that I know how it's going to end. I know how it's going to end because he is my covenant partner. Covenant. He cut himself. He cut himself. <laughs> For me. For me, he bled like in seven different places. He bled his head, his, his wrist, his feet, his back. They ripped him. Ripped him beyond recognition. For me. For you. Someone said in the home group Wednesday night, if, if he would have done it for one person. That's a good God. That's a real good God. That's who we serve. That's who we are in covenant with. And I know that we need revelation of what that covenant is. You know, in the natural covenant, been, covenant's been established since the garden of Eden. And I know 
that Adam had to tell his kids, you know, about walking in covenant with God. Because, and I didn't catch this, Elder Dana um, introduced me to a video of Steve Foss. Y'all remember Steve Foss? He came here a few years ago, been with, uh, you know, Dr. Cirillo forever. And uh, he's teaching on the covenant, and he said in there um, how when God, when Abraham, God tells Abraham everything he's going to get, you know, what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to make you, your name, above, you know, great, and, and you're not be able to number your, your descendants, and, you know, all the things that God said to him. And Abraham said, well, how am I going to know that I'm going to get this? Because that's an old man. He an old man. He ain't got no baby. He's old. His wife is an old woman, okay? They ain't got no baby. And God said, from your loins, from your loins. He's like, I ain't got no, I ain't got no loins. <laughs> Y'all know he did. Y'all know he, you know he was like, well, it says he laughed. Abraham laughed. He's like, whoa, hot diggity. He's going to get me some loins. That's what he said. Yeah, I don't know where this come from. Thank you, Jesus. But Abraham said, how am I going to know that I'm going to get this? God said, go get me this many animals, this many goats, this many, you know, go get, and some birds, go get them. Well, then it does not say in there that God told Abraham what to do. He just said, go get them. Abraham went and got them and cut them down the middle. God didn't tell him to do that. So Abraham understood covenant. He knew covenant. And whenever God said, do this, right here, he's like, huh, uh, we entered into a covenant just then. And I know that I know, Romans says, he was fully persuaded, fully persuaded that God was going to do what he said because he entered into a blood covenant. <laughs> he cuts something and he binds himself to the word. He binds himself to it. Let's look at Psalms 89, 30, what? Four through 37. We're in covenant with God. I don't know, y'all. That does a little something to me. We're in covenant with the one, <laughs> the one. The one who spoke us into existence. <laughs> I'm in covenant with the one that can kill me and send my soul to hell. Come on now. I ain't in covenant with that other one that just wants to kill me. But the one who could kill me and send my soul to hell. But he won't because I'm in covenant with him. Come on. Uh-oh. Okay. All right. It says, my covenant I will not break nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. <laughs> my covenant I will not break, nor alter the words that have come out of my lips. Okay. Once I have sworn by my kindness, my holiness, excuse me, I will not lie to David. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever like the sky. Look at 34 again. Come on, y'all. We got to get a revelation of covenant. He said, I will not break 
nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. If God speaks a thing, bam, bam. <laughs> I just have to grab a hold of that thing. And when the enemy is hitting me on every hand, mm -mm, God said. See, that's why he give us armor. See, in a covenant, oh, help me, Jesus, because it's like I'm going 950 different ways. Help me, Jesus, help me. Hey, shekaranamasando, whenever they walk in that covenant, when God established a covenant, they would cut those animals down the middle, lay them open. Two people, it takes at least two people to be in a covenant with each other. They sit down, they write out the terms of the covenant. I'm weak in this area, and you're strong in this area. So um, I'll do this, and you do this. And if you don't do this, I'm going to kill you and your family. That's, that's just men. <laughs> and they would walk through those animals, the blood walk. They'd walk through them, and the whole time they're walking through those animals, they're declaring. He's declaring, I'm going to bless you. You're going to be blessed. Going in. You're going to be blessed coming out. Hey, ain't going to be able to number your descendants. Look at the sand. They're going to be more than this. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. And what you have to do is obey me. That's it. That's all I got to do. Obey him. Obey him. But now in that day, if you didn't obey him, you might just die. But we got a new covenant. A better covenant. One that Jesus Christ shed his blood for. He became the sacrificial lamb for the covenant. <laughs> and out of him, out of him I was born. <laughs> yes, I was. Hey, in that covenant, when they walked in that covenant together, they, they, they established all of that stuff, set the terms. They took each other's name. Come on. They took each other's cloak, which was a representative of authority. They took each other's weapons. Did he not give us weapons? Did he not give me a robe of righteousness? Hey, hey, do I not have his name? <laughs> oh, I can say right now in the name of Jesus, get off of my money. In the name of Jesus, get off of my kid. In the name of Jesus, get off my stuff. That's mine. I walk in covenant with the creator God. Hey, I walk in covenant with him. He give me his name. He give me his righteousness. He give me weapons. And that's why he gave me those weapons and that armor. <laughs> so I can stand. That's all I got to do. Stand. He said, when you've done all to stand, stand, because I am behind you. I am. And your enemy is my enemy. That's what he said. He got all my weakness. He got all my insecurity. He got all of my, my resentment. I started to say, yes, he got that too. He got all of that stuff from me, and I got all of him, all of him and it is covenant that I have more than I need 
Y'all don't believe me? It's covenant that I have more than what I need. It's covenant that I walk in health. Now, I can keep doing things. I can keep doing things. But it's covenant that I walk in health. So when he speaks to me and he says, don't do that no more. If I stop doing that, it is on him. It's on him to make me whole. If I ain't got enough money, and he says, well, he does say, in the written word, he says, tithe, give, offering. Y'all know that the tithe opens the window. The tithe opens the window. So if you want God to do something for you, you got to get the window open. Come on. We got to open the window, right? So what do I got to do? What am I supposed to do? Tithe. Tithe. That's what we got to do. We got to tithe. And it's he, it all belongs to him. Everything he gives me, he gives me, it belongs to him. And if I just say, okay, God, I made $253 this week, how much you want? You think he ain't going to bless something like that? What? And he'll say, because he will put a, put a, he'll put an amount in your spirit. And, you, and sometimes now, you know, he's going to stretch you. <laughs> he might say, I want $252. He might say that. But see, Pastor Robert, he let us know that God ain't, he ain't, he don't need my money. That is not what it's about. He does not need my money. And, and it has been said about me, because <laughs> I guess I teach this all the time, that I ain't paying no tithes to make some preacher rich. <laughs> please, please. Most preachers don't get your tithe. It's God's. It belongs to him. It's all his. And, he, and, and, and all my responsibility is just giving to him what he says give to him. So my tithe opens the window. What creates the flow? <laughs> Woo! My offering is above my tithe. And it, get it that right there, is what gets that flow going. God got a cycle of provision. Yes, he does. And we're going to hit it until I get in it. <laughs> Woo! Because <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm give. I'm going to give. I'm going to give. I'm going to give. The word says money answers all things. I don't know how to sow healing. <laughs> how do I give healing other than pray for folks? Pray for folks that's sick. And I can step out in faith. And okay, God, I, if I didn't hear you, that's all right. We still going to pray for the sick. But money answers all things. So if I need something from God, I can open that checkbook. Um, Steve Foss said, and I was like, ooh, mm, you're so right. He said, um, we want to partner with God in our finances, but we want him to be a silent partner. I want him there when I'm in lack, but I don't want him having access to my checkbook. 
uh-oh, I don't want him to say, okay, I want you to give this. You know, sometimes he has told me to give the $5. And even in that, I argued with him. But that was about me. They know I can give them $5. <laughs> That's going to make me look cheap. I'm just, you know, we got to take the mask off. That's going to make me look like I ain't spiritual. Because <laughs> I can give more than $5, God. If I go ahead and give the $5, it, the rest is up to him. That's up to him then. But if, I, if he tells me to give $5 and I give $55, guess what I did? I disobeyed. He ain't responsible for none. Nothing. Pastor preached a message Apostle Angie did a few years ago. It said, if I make my own way, I got to make my own way. And so if I, if I step out in my own thinking, being led by my flesh, trying to even do spiritual things, I got to make my own way in that. But if I'll just sit there for a minute, because he, he ain't trying to be hard. If I just sit there for a minute and I say, okay, God, what you want me to do? Because I'm going to tithe. And I'm going to give above what you want, God. And then he's going to show me what to do every single time. And um, he's going to bless. Because he said, see, the, the terms of that covenant that I walk in is you're going to be blessed. If you will hearken. Oh, let's go look at it. Deuteronomy 28. Because we got to have the word. It's sitting there somewhere. Deuteronomy 28, 1. We'll start at 1. He said, he said in Deuteronomy, I'm going to look here because y'all done found it. He said, if you do this, I'll do this. It was a conditional. It's a conditional covenant. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day. Y'all, they didn't really have a lot of written word, you know. So he's got to speak to them. Well, now he's written, we've got the written word. And so we got to obey the written word and we got to obey the spoken word, okay? But he says, and that's what that means, if you will um, do all his com commandments which I command you this day. I'm going to talk to you today i'm gonna talk to you today he is a god of the now and he will talk to me today on what he wants me to do and i have to hearken diligently you know what that means i got to set myself to hear him god what you saying because what you say i'm gonna do i ain't gonna waver i'm gonna do what you say okay the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. Ah, that's a good thing right there. That's above and beyond. If thou shalt hearken, there it is again, to the voice of the Lord thy God. Next one. Hallelujah. Blessed shalt thou be in the city. And blessed shalt thou be in the field. I live in the field. Some of y'all live in the city. <laughs> a 
We got it all covered. That's blessed. We blessed. I go in the city, and y'all come to the field. You know, our workplace. Blessed, 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 blessed. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Hallelujah. Blessed shall thy basket and thy store. That's provision. My basket overflowing. Hey, all I got to do is listen for him. Expect him to speak to me and do what he says do. And when, it, when I do that, hey, blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. Hey, the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. Now, have y'all ever seen an enemy get smitten? Yes. Yes. It's a good thing. Oh, it's a good thing when the enemy gets smitten. I ain't talking about no person. I'm talking about the devil. Because some of us play with him. Come on. Ain't no bride play with another lover. Uh-oh, I didn't know that was coming. Ain't no bride lay with another lover. And that's exactly what we do. When we play with the devil, yeah, just a little bit. I'll just look at this for a second. Ain't nobody know. Yeah, somebody knows. Somebody knows. And I'm playing. I'm laying with another lover. I'm being unfaithful. That ain't a bride. That's somebody who's looking out for their own self. That's somebody who's got my own. I'm, see, I ain't died in no flesh. If Jesus Christ had to die to his flesh... I got to die to the desires in my flesh. That is a spirit. First time, it's not a spirit. I think he's, um, he might, he's influencing you. He's putting that thought in your head. And it's my flesh that goes ahead and does that thing. Next time I go ahead and I go, hmm, that was kind of fun. I think I'll do that again. And I do it again. Next thing you know, that spirit takes over. And it's having its way then. And I got a whole world of trouble. I got a whole world of trouble. I got to get on my face. And I got to cry out to the one that made covenant with me. Because sometimes, y'all, he'll let things come on me if I'm playing with them. He'll let them come on me. He will. Just to let me see, this ain't, this ain't right. Because you, know you, you know if you're saved, you get sick of that. You know if you are saved, you, are, you get tired of the devil and his mess. Because sin is only pleasurable for a minute. For a minute. But there is pleasure in it, and that's how it hooks you. But y'all, <laughs> the Word of God says that in His presence... There is joy, and in his right hand, there is pleasures forevermore. And I don't have to worry about them. Them's good. Hey, see, the devil, he's just a copycat. He is a copycat. That's what drugs and alcohol is. It's a copycat for getting drunk in the Holy Ghost. Whoa.
Y'all saw him standing up here a while ago. Couldn't hardly stand. Hmm. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> He's real good. <laughs> I'm going to hold on to the pulpit. I ain't going to be moving, Rhonda. Whoo. <laughs> in his presence is joy in his presence is joy <laughs> And then you're crying because you did it again. <laughs> you're crying in your beer. Oh, don't nobody love me. Uh, that ain't pleasurable. That ain't pleasure. Takes all your money. Embarrasses you. Because you're probably going to throw up. Who wants? I don't want that no more. I don't want, boy, I don't want that stuff no more. <laughs> because in his presence is joy <laughs> and pleasure, real pleasure, real pleasure forevermore. I don't even have to come out of it. I ain't learned yet how to stay there. But I do stay there longer than I used to. I remember, I remember one time. <laughs> I remember one time I was, ooh. The Holy Ghost hit me, and it was a, a 24-hour period. And I was like, I was wasted. <laughs> My mom and daddy's here, so I ain't never been wasted before, you know. But I was wasted. Everything was in slow motion. Like, I mean, it's like the world was, it was different. God was doing some, a deep thing in me. A deep thing. And that was one night in the service and then the next night in the service. You know, it lifted and, and I could function, you know. Kind of, I come back to myself. And then went on through the service, you know, and went outside to get in the car. And somebody said something. I'm like, what do you know? <laughs> oh, I, did, I was in my flesh. Bam, just like that. And I even thought, boy, that was quick. <laughs> get out of the presence of Jesus and rawr. Mm. So I was like, I need to do some soul searching. Some soul searching. That's where we come in to God and say, God, why, what the world's wrong with me? Why would I do that? 
Or sometimes when we just come in his presence, he'll, he'll just say, you know, you know that little thing? You know when you go out, roll them eyes. I've talked about that for years because I have a real problem rolling my eyes when my husband says something. Don't do that no more. Let's find out why you do that. And so he'll show me what's going on deep inside that I don't see. That's covenant, y'all. That's part of the covenant. <laughs> he said that I don't have to be drunk with wine. I can be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's covenant. Covenant. <laughs> now, I would much rather be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm just saying. It's a whole lot more fun. It's a whole lot. I was fixing to say it's a whole lot cheaper, but <laughs> the Holy Ghost caught me. I felt that check. Mm-mm. It cost you your life. Your life. If you want to stay that way, it cost you your life. That means I got to hear God, and I got to obey him in every single area. Every single area, because y'all in that, in that covenant, healing is provided for. Finance is provided for. Y'all know it makes God look bad when I'm begging I ain't got enough? It makes him look bad. He ain't no bad king. He's good. He's a good, 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 good daddy. Who wants his children to have. Because he is the God that's more than enough. And all I got to do is crawl up next to him. And love on him. And obey him when he speaks to me. And he is going to stretch me. Sooner or later. <laughs> Sooner or later. He's going to stretch me. He's going to let me. <sighs> He's so good that he will let me stay at the $5 offering for a minute. He'll let me stay there so I, I, can, I can get my footing, you know. Okay, God, I gave that $5 and I still ate last week. You see? But then he's fixing to say, and he don't normally jump $5. He's going to let me give $5 for a minute and then he's going to jump and say, okay, give me, I want 25 this week. Because that might mean the difference of paying my bill or not. But if I stop looking at what's before me and just hearken unto his voice and diligently obey him, then he, the one, got to pay my bill. <laughs> He's the one that's got to do it. He is. That's covenant, y'all. That's covenant yes it is and and I started praying last night and I was just praying you know just I was just worshiping him and and he said the whole thing about covenant <laughs> the whole thing well about covenant is we are one I'm going to let it sink in. Y'all think about it for a second. The whole thing about covenant is that we are one. When Jonathan and David walked in covenant with each other, they exchanged robes and weapons and authority so that when 
David was walking up the road, they thought it was Jonathan. They became one, one. In that marriage covenant, we become one, one. He said, John 17. Ah, thank you, Lord. John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Chapter 17, verse 20. This is Jesus. He says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Y'all know that's me and you. That's me and you. It says, and they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one in them, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved me, loved them as they have, have you, boy, because <laughs> it's a little foggy. He said that he wants us to be one. Well, if I am one with him, that means I'm in him. He's in me. What he has, I have. What I have, he has. He give me his authority, right? Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, <laughs> I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. You can do anything, and it's not going to hurt you, okay? That's, that's covenant. That right there is covenant. So the whole thing is so that we become one with him. Y'all, it's possible because of what Jesus did, because he shed his blood. I now can step into him. Ha! Tell me. That I can be in him and not have enough. I can be in him and be sick. I can be in him, in him, and not have what I need. Yes. The anointing, the anointing it just fell in here just a few minutes ago. That he's your husband. See, see, when he's our husband, he takes care yes. of the bride. Yes, 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 God. I was sitting in prayer Thursday. Like I said, I, I didn't want to come to prayer. I just got back from North Carolina. I wanted to rest. And when you feel that tug of war, it's when you need to come. Not just because you feel like coming. When you feel the war to come, because I thought how many times did people stay home, stay out of the presence when it would have been their, their blessing? Because that's happened to me so many times. I never mentioned it, needing $300 to pay for that house in Conway this month. I had four and needed three. 
the next day. I never mentioned it. Just laid here in prayer. And all of a sudden, I was out of myself in the spirit, and someone was there, and they handed me $200, and then someone else handed me 100 And God showed me. He said, I'm your husband. Yes. <laughs> you didn't have to go to the natural to get that money. Yes. I wanted to pay the rent this month. <laughs> and some of you are mixing things, and God said, don't mix things. Don't mix it. Don't let people bring you down to their level because they're not believing that he's the husband. Maybe they're not on that level yet. But people have put pressure on you to come down from where you are. But one thing I've learned through pastoring is if it's working, don't change it. I hadn't always done that, but I've learned it. If it's working, don't try to make it better. It's working. <laughs> it's working. So one time I was sitting at home, and the anointing is fixing to, pastor is fixing to pray for you that he can be your husband. I just want us to see that I was sitting in my house on Saturday praying and fasting when Mama was the pastor instead of going to Fun Row. She didn't know it. And I was sitting there one day because our finances were so bad I couldn't drive to prayer. I didn't have a car. And I had to bum a ride. And I was sitting there and I saw our Heavenly Father as a natural father sitting behind a desk <clears throat> as a millionaire. And I could picture him. He was sitting there and I pulled up to the desk sit down and said, Daddy, I need this. I need that. I need money for my kids' school clothes. I need this. And he wrote out a check just like you would do for your child now. And from that point on, my finances have never been, there's no lack in them. Because I see him. I see him as my father. I see him as my husband, I see him taking care of me. Somebody see him like that today. God wants to bring you out <clears throat> of the struggle. This was a beautiful message, but if we miss the anointing, yes. 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 we prayed all day that we would change when we left. God wants to deposit something in you today. He wants to give you a revelation and that revelation come alive but I'm choosing today to not let another man bring me down to their level he gave me a word a few weeks ago so more worthless some of you just need to sow and quit struggling in the natural how you gonna make it work just sow just give it it's his anyway you want to get in the cycle of the reaper overtaking the sower, you got to be a sower. When Pastor was preaching and we give the tithes, it's already his, but then the abundance comes through sowing. He said, yes. I give seed to the sower. Yes. Yes. You'll have enough for you and for somebody else. If you don't have enough for someone else today, then come up here and see God as your husband.
Quit looking to the natural. Quit looking to when it's a spiritual thing. Money is a spiritual thing. Dr. Sorella was an orphan. He has four million people under him. They, most of them give to him every month. How did that happen? It was not by natural means. I watched my mama come from a cotton field to owning 180 acres. How did it happen? See, the natural mind will say, Jerry, no. No, he didn't even want to do it. He didn't ever want her to stretch her faith like that. He supported her after she did it. It's not by the natural. God's saying today, it's not by the natural. So we're coming in a season of giving, of Christmas holidays, and a lot of you have a lot to do for your families. But God wants to be your source today. I just see money, just see coins just raining down in the altars today. They're just coming down from heaven. Because we walk on streets of gold. Some of you don't come to church because you don't want to pay your tithes. I expose that today. I expose that. You'll go to home group because you don't got to give at home group. But when you come in here, you feel pressure. God said to give with a willing heart. So just let him do something in you. If you don't have that willing heart yet, don't quit coming. Just keep coming and let him work in you. So we're not asking you to give unwillingly. We're asking you to see him as your supplier, as your sustainer, as your source. He's your bank. Invest in him. In Jesus' name, God, we pray that all over this sanctuary today. Some of you need to plant a seed. You haven't planted a seed in a long time. Some of you need to go past where you've been. Need to go higher. My husband tried out this giving thing when we went to Dr. Sorella. He tried it out because the prophet said, if you do this and this is going to happen in so many days. He wrote down the dates and everything. And he, he's never been the same in his money since. God proved himself strong on his behalf. He said, if you give, he'll pour out a blessing that you cannot receive it. See, I'm giving in my fasting now. I've already seen it work in my money. It's not an issue for me anymore. Thank God I have a husband that takes care of me. It's not an issue for me. But I'm sowing it in fasting now because I want the reaper to overtake him there and let the blessings come. Oh! <laughs> On a greater level, greater measure. And I give myself more to that. And that's my seed today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, we hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. Now, for more information and to stay connected with us, tune in on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossit.com.